When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Match of My Career podcast. My name is Todd Schooler, and on this podcast, I'll be interviewing ex-tennis players about the favourite matches of their career. In this episode, I'm chatting with Australian tennis legend Richard Fromberg. Richard reached a career-high ranking of 24 in singles and reached at least the third round of every Grand Slam, including the fourth round of the Australian Open twice. When I sat down with him, we chatted about his match in the 1993 Davis Cup final against Germany, where he took on Mark Kevin Golner. Hope you enjoy the episode. Richard, thank you for joining me. I appreciate your time today. Pleasure. We are going back to 1993, December, to talk about the Davis Cup final versus Germany in Dusseldorf. Can you believe that's 30 years ago already? No, it, uh, time flies. But um, yeah, that, that match was uh, one that stood out in my career, just mainly because of the situation being, being a final. We had a very close uh, first match where Jason Stoltenberg lost to Michael Stick in five sets. And uh, so it was sort of a must-win match for, for us. Yeah, two sets to love down and, uh, you know, match points in, in, in the next set and then match points in the fifth set. Uh, it was one of, one of the matches for me that really stood out. Having watched it on YouTube this week, I understand why. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a really good match. So, yeah, we will touch on that, actually. So the lead-up to the, to the final, it's, Davis Cup was much bigger back then, I feel, than it is now. Yeah. Had you played the previous ties during the year? Uh, I had actually, yeah. I think from memory, I had a very, very good win against Italy. I'm not sure if it was the same year. I think it was the same year uh, in the quarterfinals, and I played the deciding match in that tie and had a good win. So, uh, yeah, it was a big year for me in Davis Cup. And what, what was the lead up to the final like? Yeah, it was great. I was there a couple of weeks early and trained really hard with uh, with Jason Stoltenberg. I had a bit of a, a mishap uh, going into the match where I injured a, a rib muscle and I couldn't practice for the last sort of three or four days and, and actually wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to play that match. I didn't know until the morning, morning of the match. And then I, I warmed up and it, it felt okay. But, uh, you know, if, I, if it had been the day before or the day before that, I, I wouldn't have been able to play. It was pretty bad injury. Just got over that one. And then I was a bit nervous about my injury at the start of the match, because I, I was worried that uh, I would re-tear this, uh, this intercolostal muscle that I had torn. So my mind was sort of on the match, but it was also a little bit on the injury. And uh, I think as a consequence, I got down in the match pretty early. And, and then when I sort of blocked it all out and was able to sort of really get involved in the match, I, I was able to hang in there and win a really close third set. And then felt like I had a good chance after that. So you were drawn against Mark Kevin Golner, who was ranked about 30, 31 at the time. And I think you were around 40 at the time too. So it was always going to be a pretty even contest. Do you remember playing him? Because you played him a few months earlier that year. And it was a really tight match too. I think it was 7-6 in the third. Can you take anything out of that? Or do you remember being able to take anything out of that as far as tactically or how you would play against him? 
Yeah, I knew I knew sort of how I wanted to play against him. Um, he was a player that had a, a big serve, a very big serve, and a very good forehand, a big forehand, and sort of a typical uh, clay court player. He didn't serve volley a lot, but he had a pretty good all-round game, and uh, he was in very good form going into that match as well because he'd, uh, I think he'd beaten Stefan Edberg might have been their semi-finals in the Davis Cup, which was a big win for him. So he had a lot of confidence, and uh, being being away uh, on an indoor clay court, obviously he had the crowd support as well. Yeah, and how how is the crowd in in an away tie, an away final? Is it chaotic? Did you draw from that, or it is chaotic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Uh, my my first ever Davis Cup match was a, a final actually against Andre Agassi. That was in 1990. Oh. Um, and he was a bit of a rock star, ranked, I think, three in the world at that time. And, uh, look, I still remember the noise walking out onto the court in that match. It was deafening. And uh, so that that was also a great experience for me. And it gave me a bit of experience for the next final against uh, against Golner. And like you say, Jason Stoltenberg went down to stick in five sets in the first rubber. Do you watch any of that or are you just in the locker room, just the nerves are just building and building and building because the match is going on and on and on. Like, does it make it much harder for you? It does. I, I purposely try not to watch too much because you don't want to use up too much nervous energy going into your match. So um, I was aware of the situation in that match and Stoltz had a, a good chance in the end. He was up a break in the fifth, but, but Stick was ranked number two in the world and had just won the uh, ATP finals. He beat Pete Sampras in the finals. So that was only sort of a week or two before this tie. Um, so he was uh, coming into the tie with a lot of confidence, um, and he was able to break back and then uh, and hang on for that win. Yeah, so going out against Golner, I, I felt quite relaxed uh, overall, but uh, I knew that uh, it was a big one for Australia. I think that... Uh, I was thinking that if I lose this, we're, we're pretty much out of this tie. And on top of that, you had your injury that you just mentioned. So there was a bit going on in your mind, obviously. Yeah, there was. Look, in some respects, the injury perhaps relaxed me a little bit because I didn't sort of necessarily have my mind totally on the match. I was a bit worried. Um, but, uh, you know, after the first set, yeah, I was able to get the confidence that I was going to get through the match okay without uh, uh, injury problems. Well, I don't know how much you're a member of the match, whether you're one of these players who has a photographic memory, but we'll kind of just kind of we'll try and step through the match a little bit. So the first set, you got broken early, then broke back, and then got broken once more, and you ended up going down 6-3. What are your recollections of the early parts of that match, the first set? I was okay about the way I started the match, but I didn't think my focus was 100%. Just, as I said, a bit worried about... Uh, the, the injury that was quite serious that I, that I went into the match with. Yeah, played a little bit loose at times. I remember his serve being, you know, really good and uh, and uh, he was able to hang on to his serve and, and, and was probably a bit good in the end for me in that first set. The second set, I can't remember that much, to be honest. I think it was a similar sort of set. Yeah, so the second set he broke you in the first game and then you... Breaking back a few games later, and we, we pushed a five all. And then, having watched it recently, you were 30 15 up at five all, hit a double fault, and then he hit a couple of absolutely cracking shots to get the break and then held to love. He won the last seven points of the set kind of out of nowhere. So, I, I don't know if you remember that or how you felt 
you know, after that set, kind of slipped by? Yeah, well, two sets to love down. I think uh, for me in this match, it was just about holding serve. Um, I really wanted to come out in the third set and just knuckle down on my serve. Whatever happened on his serve, some of it was out of my control because he had such a big serve. But if I was able to hang in there on my serve and, uh, you know, being two sets to love up, you would expect to win from there. Um, so the pressure built on him a little bit, um, especially as he wanted to try and finish me in three straight sets. You know, it was a, obviously a very close set. Uh, I, I was down a few match points, I think, in that third yeah, set. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, definitely. But it, it's funny because yeah. I actually I forgot, because it's been quite a few years now since we we sit down at the end of each set, but I forgot that we actually didn't do that back then. So you're down two sets to love and you don't get to sit down. You just got to back up for the next game. That's a little bit difficult. You don't get a chance to reset. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, they've gone through a couple of rule changes. Uh, in actual fact, my first Davis Cup, Cup match was um, a 10-minute break at two sets to one. Uh, that was right. the one against Agassi, which was a different kind of experience for me. I was actually two sets to one up in that match, so probably the break affected me because I ended up losing that one in five sets. But, um, yeah, yeah, this one, uh, no break. Uh, they changed the rules soon after. And, look, I had a fantastic Davis Cup captain, Neil Fraser. Yeah, I was just going to ask you who was sitting on your bench and what kind of what kind of message do they send at Two Sets Love and what kind of inspiration do you get from them? Yeah, well, he was the sort of captain that didn't, didn't overcomplicate things. He didn't say too much. He just... Uh, and he, but he made some really important comments and he, he was really good at saying them at the right time. And, you know, look, for me, it was just a matter of trying to hang in there in that match and hold my serve. And uh, I knew that my chances would come at some point. But uh, after being down match points and just scraping through to win that set, uh, I think that the momentum completely turned. The, the, the start of the... Fourth set was really important for me. I thought that if I can get on top here in the four, early in the fourth set, I felt confident I was going to win the match. And uh, and I did get a good start in the fourth set from memory and won a pretty comfortable set. You did, yeah. Before the fourth set, I just want to go to the tie break in the third set. So it gets to six all. There was no breaks in the set. Six all. The tennis in the tie break in that set was really good. It was really good to watch. But you go down 4-6 after a couple of really good shots from, from Golner. So two match points down. I can imagine all you're thinking is, well, nothing to lose now kind of thing. He double faults on the first match point. So the nerves are getting to him. Clearly your tactics on the big points from watching this match was to serve volley. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the second match point, you serve volley. He plays a great return, but you come up with an absolutely clutch backhand volley from below the net. And you probably, you're smiling, so you probably remember that shot, but it was an absolute belter. Yeah, I do remember that. And I remember having to sort of lunge, uh, a full stretch lunge uh, for a volley winner on match point down. And I think that he thought that he'd won the point because he, he sort of started to put his hands up in celebration, not thinking that I'd get to it. And uh, I managed to get to it and it went, went over for a winner. And it kept me in the match. And all of a sudden, the pressure was right on him. And, uh, and then from then on, I played a really good match. 
And, and like you said, the fourth set begins and you rattled him. You clearly rattled him because you break him in the opening game and you looked really dialed in all of a sudden. You actually didn't show much emotion on the court throughout the whole match until right at the very end. Was that you throughout your whole career? Pretty calm on the court? Generally pretty calm. I thought that I played my best tennis when I was calm and not too stressed and my focus was a lot better being like that, especially in a a five-set match. It took me a little while to learn how to play a good five-set match. It is a different kind of feeling walking on the court. You, you don't necessarily pace yourself, but you do have to not stress out and not use up too much nervous energy because you may need a lot of it at the end of the match. Yeah. So at two sets all, how are the legs? How's the injury? How's the mindset? Because you obviously can feel the match swinging your way. So does that make the legs and the injury not so bad all of a sudden? Yeah, no, physically I felt good, not even thinking about the injury at this stage, just uh, completely dialed in. And I remember Neil Fraser telling me just this first game, really go for the first game. And I did, but he played too well in that first game. So that first game was a big one. I knew that because I felt like if I break early, I can, uh, I've got the momentum to bring it home. But you know, he held his serve and it ended up being just a, an absolute grind of a fifth set. How much does serving second in a fifth set put pressure, just build pressure throughout the set? Is it is it just a big difference? It is, yeah, it, it is a big difference. Yeah, a lot of the times you have to serve to stay in the match and then you've got to back up after having a tough hold, you've got to back up in the next game to try and break. So... It is an advantage to serve first in the fifth set, without a doubt. Yeah, because throughout that whole set, you you weren't really able to put any pressure on his service games, and he had quite a few chances in yours, deuces, some break points, um, and again, you relied on that serve volley for the big points. It, it looked like the pre, it looked like you were going to crack at some stage, but you just you held on. Like, is that? Yeah, I don't know. Is that just a mental toughness? And he looked a little bit stressed almost in front of his home crowd. Can that? I guess that can yeah. work. The opposite way that you know the support can give you for a home crowd but you know when the pressure's on you yeah it's a bit tricky for him yeah i think so and i think also uh earlier in the match in particular the third set when he had opportunities to win the match uh those moments tend to build up as well in in a player's mind yeah so look i was probably getting outplayed for a fair bit of that match, to be honest, but it just got back to the basics and, and just doing everything I could to hold my serve. And I managed to just hang on in that fifth set, holding my serve. And then when I finally got a chance, I took my chance. And that that's all it came down to. Yeah, it did. So you're down 6, 7, 15, 40. So two more match points down. Serve an ace and then, again, big serve volley and two sensational backhand volleys. And that was a point where he couldn't believe that you saved that. So you hold it to seven all. You break at seven all. But interestingly, he was 40 love up in that game. You broke him. So that came out of nowhere. It did come out of nowhere. Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, yeah, at 40 love down, you know, nothing to lose in the game. I won a couple of points and all of a sudden the pressure's back on him to, you know, to hold serve. And I played really, really tight tennis from memory. Uh, didn't make mistakes. I think there might have been a drop shot mixed in there on a really big point uh, on the stretch. So 
and then I, I sort of still do remember the break point where uh, I just refused to miss, managed to get the break, and then I was really happy with the way I served out the match. I, I served uh, six first serves in, which was fantastic. I wrote that down. You did not miss a first serve on that last game. So I, I was going to ask you about the nerves, but didn't look like there were any nerves. You just stood up and went bang, 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 bang. Yeah, so my goal in that game was I wanted to make my first serve to his backhand, and I did that on every point. I didn't waver from those tactics. Um, I wanted to serve volley when I had an opportunity, but I do also remember being very, very tired in this game. Um, there was one point in particular where he lobbed me and I ran back and I could barely move back. But, you know, obviously just a huge relief to serve it out. And then uh, after the match... I didn't feel great. I started to cramp up and I remember walking up and down the, the corridors of the hotel so I wouldn't cramp uh, for an hour or so after the match. So it was a very, very physically tough match for me. What does a match like that do for your career going forward? Like, Can you draw on that when things get tight in future matches? You can draw on situations like that and you know to come back from two sets to love down in a really important match it gives you a lot of confidence in long matches that you can do it. Um, so, yeah, you can draw on certain certain matches like that, without a doubt. What makes Davis Cup so much back then? Maybe not so much now, though. I think the Aussies still hold Davis Cup in pretty high regard even now. But what makes it such a inspiring, such a you know, amazing atmosphere? Is it the home and away ties? Is it just putting on the green and gold jersey? Yeah, it's a mix of, of all those things and and the history of Australian Davis Cup is pretty special. And, yeah, just uh, playing for your country. And for me, being a player that was a good player but never good enough to really push deep into Grand Slams or have a chance to win Grand Slams, for me, Davis Cup was the most important thing to have a situation where I knew that I had to try and play my best tennis in just two matches and I could... Uh, set my whole training around knowing who I was going to play and prepare for a maximum of two matches. Um, that sort of scenario really suited me. Unfortunately, Australia lost the tie 4-1. A couple of days later, you went under in straight sets to Michael Stick. But how much of that was a physical or mental letdown and how much of that was just Stick being one of the best players in the world? Well, to start with, I, I, no, I hated playing him to start with. I, he, he had... Uh, for me, the hardest uh, serve to return because he had not only a big serve but great variety and also a serve volleyer. So it didn't sort of suit me. I wasn't that confident playing against him to start with, but I was physically no good at all. I was uh, completely stuffed in that match as well. So it was a frustrating one. And um, Is that a situation you could put your hand up and say, I'm not good to go or you just, you just wanted to play? No, no, no. I... I was good to go, but just uh, after the match started, I, I was just mentally and 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 quite a bit physically as well tired. And at the time, you don't necessarily realise it, but when you get into the match, uh, you certainly realise it. Yeah, well, it was uh, yeah, it was really fun to watch, and you know, it's been really good chatting to you about it. Where can people find you now? You've got a coaching business in Melbourne. Uh, yeah, I'm just private coaching in Melbourne got some good young kids and I'm training so really enjoying that 
yeah, not a lot of travelling for me at the moment, which I'm enjoying as well. You keep an eye on the tennis these days? Uh... Yeah, I enjoy the Aussie Open. Uh, I watch uh, some of the big matches, the finals and that sort of stuff, but uh, I'm enjoying uh, watching golf and playing golf perhaps a bit more. But, um, yeah, still really keen on uh, tennis and Australian tennis in particular and supporting the Aussies. And would you like to see the Davis Cup back to the original format? Yeah, it's almost quite boring to me now. I haven't tuned in at all. And uh, a lot of players are saying the same thing. And uh, I think uh, the whole concept hasn't worked. I understand they're having a, a good look at things now. So hopefully it'll go back to something very similar to what it was, which was mm. fantastic. Yeah, I hope so too. The moment you don't get these five-set matches in front of a home crowd, it's just best of three in front of a possibly neutral crowd, which just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, well, five-set tennis is the basis of tennis, in my opinion, as well. That's the, the, the true, true test of tennis. So when you make something that was five sets, the best of three, uh, it becomes a little bit more of a lottery. It's just not the same. If it was best of three, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about your match. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so we lost in straight sets. But, uh... Thank you very much, Richard. I appreciate your time. Okay. Thanks, Todd. No worries. The First Serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.